0: Rachel Daly is a striker. The end.
1: The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports.
0: She's got great passing range. She scores goals. She's great in the air. Brilliant in the
1: air, yeah. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette in association with Movember.
0: Effortless shave, magnificent moe. At 7.53am on this Tuesday morning's OTBAM, thanks to our partners at Gillette, we have a great prize to give away. Head over to our social channels for a chance to win a Gillette Labs Heated Razor. A great prize for you or the family this Christmas. Just nominate your heated moment of the weekend for your chance to win. Okay, live to Qatar this morning, and uh, Kevin Caban is with us. Morning, Kev. How How are you? Is it morning? It is morning over there.
1: Oh yes, it's too early. It's still early in the morning. Mm. Yeah, ten what? Ten fifty now. Morning, Shane. How's it going, Agent? How's it going? Good
0: morning to you. Keeping well. Keeping well. Uh, we've been we've been discussing Ronaldo's goal slash no, no goal last night. But um, I think it's Bruno Fernandez's goal, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so. I only, I only caught that on the TV. Yeah. Um, oh, he looked it, didn't he? Didn't look like he Got any? Well, you you always look at the ball, don't you? When they slow it down, and you can see some sort of change in... The movement on the ball and it it, it didn't change, did it? it? It was it was definitely Bruno Fernandes' goal. It looked like it anyway.
0: 100. That was it was. How does your how does the remainder yeah. of your tournament shape up now, Kev? With the with the games, like how how do you approach the the last round of games? Yeah. Are you going to pick and choose which games you get to go to, or how does it work?
1: No, no, no. I'll be I'll be I'll be on every day now, every single day that the games are on now until the end of the tournament. So uh, last night I was able to get to watch Brazil. So I went and watched Bra- Brazil and Switzerland last night, which was great. Uh, and then now it'll be it'll be all studio apart from the Canada game. So we'll, we'll be doing the Canada game again. They play Morocco in a couple of days' time, but every other day apart from that is we'll be tonight. We're doing the, uh, yeah, I'm on the USA-England game tonight and the uh, the Wales-Iran game. We're doing that game as a set. No, that's not right, is it? It's mm-hmm. uh, England-Wales, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, England-Wales game tonight. And then we're the following night, I think we're on the earlier kickoff. So it's just kind of going to flip between the two. But we're just going to take two games. But we can obviously only cause the, because of the two that's been played together. You're going to have to try to keep an eye on both games, which... It's not always ideal, actually, when you're trying to analyse the matches, but it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll work out well.
0: The uh, the England Wales game, like of course, England essentially one foot into the last sixteen, regardless. But it'll still yeah. tell us a little bit about where they're at in terms of performance. Because the USA game was uh, it was surprising to some people. Um, I guess there was a, an expectation that England would maybe go, go and win that match and kind of go into the last game not needing much at all. But uh, USA mm. put it up to them.
1: Yeah, they did. They did put it up to them, and I think I think you're right in saying it. It'll, it'll show us a little bit where England are in this game. Um, it, it's 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 what's he going to do? What what is Southgate going to do? You know, there was talk in the last couple of days, wasn't that he's going to bring Foden into the side? I, I mean, I was talking to the guys last night, talking to Joe, and I just said that, that you can't believe in that type of game against the US. If you've seen the US and how they play, the high pressurized game that they that they do actually play. Um, it's in the wide areas where you've got to you've got to bring you've got to bring the better players in, and you would have thought that game especially would have been ideal for for Trent Alexander Arnold, but he, he clearly just doesn't want to play. What's the point in putting him in the squad? What's the point in having him in there if you're not going to try to use your squad for certain games? And that would have been the ideal chance, I feel, but it wasn't to be in that one. Um, but I think it's right in saying let's see where they are because Wales have been dreadful haven't they in the two games they've been awful the US and, and Iran they were so bad in both matches uh, so you're expecting them to go and maybe steamroll them a little bit but I think you'd probably get a performance out of Wales in this one I think there's going to be that little bit of rivalry there's going to be that we have to get something we've got to put it up to them so it'll be interesting to see in this one how how this game is going to flow
0: It was interesting, like I was uh, reading the back pages this morning and um, Gareth Southgate was kind of asked in one of the press conferences about the famous slash infamous clip of of Wales players from Euro 2016 celebrating Iceland's win over England and and he was basically asked was it a motivating factor and he said I couldn't say we are aware of some of that and Luke Shaw had said it it, it wasn't nice so like I guess for England you need little motivating tools like that to get up for a game against Wales.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I know we saw it the other day, didn't we, with Croatia and and Canada when John Herbman had said what he'd said, F Croatia. And all of a sudden, Croatia, we're in in a bit of a hole. Dalic is under pressure. He's getting questioned on his team selection. And you use anything you can just to to get you through it. And they did it. England will do it again. Um, I think we had done the same as Irish players. Seeing England get beat against Iceland, I have to say that. I know I would have done. So it's it's just the way that it is and I think if England can use anything I'm sure if, if I was Southgate I would I would have actually I'd, I'd probably show them the video again and I'd probably say look you know these guys the majority or there's, there's quite a few that's still involved in, in, in the Wales squad that's going into this game just use it use one little thing that's going to give you that little bit of an edge in the match
2: um, Nice start, by the way Kev it looks like you've sort of reached that point of the tournament where you're having to dip into the freebies
1: Do you know Yeah, that's very true. But you know what, Adrian, you always you'll you'll never come with a like you know a a great point to start a
2: conversation. (laughs) Well, let me let me. me Actually, I I like it. You just want
1: to come in straight away. Well, it's fine, it's fine. But you just want to come in with. I just said
2: it's one of the freebies that you know.
1: I'm not talking about whether you like it or not. You're not you're not starting a conversation (laughs) with you know, Kev. I saw. I saw Brazil the other day, you know, they were playing in a certain way. It was great to see them. What did you think of that? It's, it's to right. come in well, with let's, something let's get or, into that. Something so, negative.
2: Pre, pre-tournament, pre-tournament, <laughs> you, and I want to loop back to England, uh, Wells, but you've drawn me out now. Um, Pre-tournament, you said that the US were brutal, that they weren't going anywhere fast, and they've obviously pulled off a draw against Wales and a draw against England. Uh, yeah. If it goes with odds, they'll, they'll did get past around today. Did I, say,
1: did I say brutal? Pro-
2: progress with well, some version of that. So you're accepting, uh, you have to accept not, at some point not, here that not you, were, very good. you were wrong about that. Not very good.
1: No, no no not very good did I, what did I say about them and I think Shane maybe even backed me up I said they don't create chances they've got a lot of energy in the team Tyler Adams top class player I could probably say he's maybe one of the best midfielders if not the best midfielders of the tournament so far but up front they don't create chances they've, they, they don't have a nine sick, works hard just doesn't do enough in my opinion up front they just don't create chances so they've got a lot of energy the, but they're missing and I, that's what I said about the US and I stand by that. I don't like them. I don't think they're a very good side. And uh, I think in the midfield, they've got three very good midfield players, certainly two in, in Adams and Moose and look very, very good. But mm. no, what, what, did they, what did they create against England? What did they really create against Wales? They, they don't create chances. That's the thing. There are a lot of chances. So I think they're quite predictable in how they're going to play against against England. England had to play Trent Alexander-Arnold. They had to get the ball into wide areas because Everything's through the centre. Everything. It's high energy. You know, pleasing on the eye. It'll be pleasing to a neutral like yourself, Agent, that, that's never really played the game, you know, and doesn't <laughs> understand.
2: It's only a matter of time, isn't it, before <laughs> that? I have to agree on Musa, he's been he's been absolutely exceptional. Um but and look at they'll probably go through the the, the Adam,
1: Adam, Adams is the one though, Agent. I, I I honestly really? I, 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 I saw him play at Leipzig and wasn't he was actually for the US in it was actually in the Canada game, probably going back eighteen months now and I knew that when I watched him I thought yeah, he's a, a really, really good player. And I saw him at Leipzig a good few times then. It um it really impressed me and I thought I thought they got a steal leads when they got him. I could not believe there was There wasn't maybe another, and and it's not no disrespect to Leeds or anything, but I was so surprised that maybe even a Juventus or one of the top sides around the world, he might not necessarily have gone into a top four Premier League club, but I was surprised that one or two others didn't take them. And Jesse Marsh's relationship with him was obviously the influential factor there. But Mm. uh, I think Leeds Leeds got a steal when they got him in. I, I think he's absolutely outstanding footballer.
2: Gareth Bale's been very disappointing obviously so far and like any case to be made for Wales pulling off the impossible tonight in every regard is sort of hooked around him and performing well and he's been yeah. so disappointing so far. Is he basically paying the price for been a couple of years in semi-retirement, Kev, or what's your read on why he's been so sluggish?
1: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't rule that out. You know, if, I, if I'm picking my best Premier League eleven, Bale would would be in it at its best. I don't think there was anyone to touch him um, when he was at Spurs when he had that couple of years there. But people don't necessarily judge it as that. People would always judge it on the length of the career and things like that. And he's had an he has had an outstanding career. He probably had a four or five year spell in between Tottenham and then his first couple of years at at Madrid where he was just sensational. I just, I just used to love watching him. Uh, but he's well past that now. He is and. Um, I think it's harsh to judge him at times because of the injuries as well that he's had because he's never really been fit properly for probably about three years, maybe even four years at this stage. And when he when he turns up, when he plays, he's, he's still going to have his moments because of the ability that he has. But, um, I mean, even when he came over to the MLS, everyone was waiting in anticipation that he was going to do something. He just wasn't fit. He was never fit in any of the games. I think I think I read before the tournament he played... I think it was 27 minutes, or something like that. 20, he's played 27 minutes of football since I think since September 18th or something like that. It, it, it's a really strange stat, and he just he just doesn't play. He's on the bench for he's on the bench for LAFC. He's not even getting a game in the MLS. So you know something's something's not right with him, and it's hard for a player, no matter how good you are, to to turn it off and on to, to all of a sudden in a world cup in those big games to, to suddenly say i'm fit and ready for it and you know i'm 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 at my peak condition ready ready for for the big game and i know rob page continuously says whatever happens gareth Bailey's going to play and he has to play because he's wales he's best player probably best player ever one of the best um one of the best you know i heard nathan talking about it being probably the best you could put it up an argument say he's the best british player ever because of what he's achieved but he, he can't turn it off and on and he's he's been seriously lacking in the last few years and I think that's just caught up with him I really do think that yeah
0: I suppose a lot of the narrative with England Kev has circled around Phil Foden and I mean I know Southgate has kind of spoken about needing to find the right formula to get him into the team and I understand that but I mean what twenty twenty five minutes against Iran unused sub against, against yeah. the United States like you're talking about best players like there's an argument that Foden is England's best player it, it, do you yeah. not try and get him into the team in some way and
1: build the formula, whatever that means, around them? Definitely. Definitely have to get in. I, I I couldn't even believe in the Iran game. I know they won six. I, I could not believe that when he's starting his 11, Like we, every, everyone's picking who, the, what, which way they think Southgate's going to go. Is he going to go with the five? Is he going to go with the four? Whatever system it's going to use. But whichever system you feel England's going to play, we all had probably first first man down was Foden and everything else falls in around that. I thought he might have even started him in the... Um, in the second game against uh, against the US, I thought he would have changed things up. Virtually every nation has made changes after the first game. France were brilliant, made two or three changes. Uh, Brazil was probably forced to make a change in fairness, but there was most of the teams made a couple of changes, and I, I think that's always the best way to do it because it's just it, it keeps everybody almost focused, if, if you know what I mean. Now, how can, people might say, why are you not focused at a World Cup? It still comes down to it. I want to play every game I want to play. So if you're making those changes and you're, you're picking some of these other such talented players that England have and, you, and you're making two or three changes and putting them in, everyone's had a game then or the best players have had a game going into the third game, certainly when you approach the knockout uh, phase of the tournament. So I, I, I couldn't believe he didn't even start him in one, one or the other match, but... He felt as though by sticking with the same eleven for the US game that was going to work. But I, I, as I said earlier on, I thought Trent Alexander Arnold was was prime for that USA game. I think if if you watch the way the, the US play, everything narrow and things like this. But but Foden is the one player. He's he is he is England's best player. He's been probably right up there with the very best in the Premier League over the last couple of years. I think England's insistence and I think we we saw it even going into the Euros or Southgate's insistence on on having that little bit of of, of an approach is let's not concede. If we don't concede a goal, we'll be fine. But I think even Iran showed that with the chances that they had, even the side of the two goals that they scored, Iran had one or two chances where a straight ball got in behind Maguire and Stones. They are vulnerable to quick to quick transition, uh, and I, I know that's maybe an argument to say why he won't play Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold, but it was all it, with England in this group stage. It's going to be about what you do when you have the ball. Get your best players into positions that's going to provide. Who's your best cross of the ball, Alexander-Arnold? Who's your your most creative player, Phil Foden? And I, just, I can't believe not, no other nation, none of the top nations, would ever have it that you just don't play your best player you, it, it just doesn't happen, Phil Foden would get into every single other side at this World Cup and so would Trent Alexander-Arnold and Southgate approach at times just, I, I don't know it, it baffles me, it does I just I, I think he's almost hoping that the sides, or by keeping a clean sheet he'll win a game 1-0 or he'll make sure that he just gets that result to get them over the line and mm. I just feel England's going to fall short again come, come knockout stage against one of the best teams
0: We've got a we've got a message in here from from Anthony Ryan on YouTube, uh, lads. Could you ask Kev why strong, experienced teams like Uruguay can freeze and totally fail to turn up two matches in a row? Like, is yeah. there is there an element of this? Like, it's almost like the Olympic athlete like it comes around it once every four years. So when it comes yeah. around, there's serious bit of pressure on, and they kinda, you get kind of get that sense from Uruguay that they're putting a serious yeah. amount of pressure on themselves, and it's backfiring.
1: Yeah, it's nervousness. No matter who you are, even even Neymar and the expectancy that's on him and Brazil, Messi. I mean, in fairness, Messi's been pretty. He has been pretty poor in the in the two games, but and that's largely been down to how sides have played up against him. The Saudis and Mexico, what they did up against him was just squeeze the life out of the game, more so more so Saudi actually. Um, so the best players, if from from what I've seen, even what Morocco did in the, in the first game, I thought Mar- Morocco had been brilliant in the first two matches that they's played as well, and what they've done, they just squeezed the game out of uh, out of out of Croatia and Belgium. So sides are going to find it difficult. They're going to be nervous. They're going to There's going to be. A, the are that's on the shoulders when you play for, when you play for your country. And I've always said it, it's just totally different. It's totally different. You, you can get into a comfortable rhythm at your club. Go under the radar a bit, and again, even the big boys that's that's under scrutiny. That it's almost as if you can just you can just keep going. It just becomes natural, and that rhythm just goes in week to week. But there is always that, you know, the World Cup's coming around, or or a big internationals coming around in three or four weeks' time. It's it's always in your mind. So when you meet up with the players, and this has almost become. Like uh, uh, you know, the first game, albeit it was a World Cup, but they've only had four or five days, six days to prepare, mm-hmm. and all, all the coaches are complaining about the lack of preparation time. But that's what it's been. It's just you go, you go straight into the games off the back of club football, so the, the nervousness. I'm, I'm sure it catches up with everyone, no matter who they are, and that and that um, that will not go away, no matter who, no matter who it is. So. If you've got the players around you that can that can settle each other down and you've got that togetherness, yes, that I'm I'm certain that helps. I know Mbappe's been been brilliant and he's had so much effect on this on this tournament, but I felt it affected him in the Euros. I think it felt as that that nervousness for a big tournament affected him. I think he maybe I think he's maybe learned from that a little bit. So um, yeah, it, I, I think that's fair to say Uruguay were were dreadful really. And I mean I don't know what you all thought about the penalty last night, and I, I know everyone's telling me about that. The the Fernandez thing, but I felt that when he brought Suarez on last night, Uruguay, Uruguay just was starting to go for it. They hit the post, and he felt as though that there might be something for Uruguay late on in, in the match. But I was watching watching the game, and I, it was it's no penalty, absolutely no penalty, because there is no way that as uh, F- Fernandez goes past goes past the player, he nutmegs him and he, he's falling over. That that can never be handball. There's no no intention to to it. He's not put his hand in an unnatural position. The referee shouldn't have been put in a position to go make a call on that. Uh, So no penalty. should have just gone with the on-field call because the referee saw exactly what had happened. no penalty, absolutely no penalty ever. That the only the, the only the only case opinion. for
2: the only case for it is, and like, look, I was watching. I had caught the punditry on. I missed it on TSN, Shane, last night, mm-hmm. but I caught the punditry on ITV. Then,
1: no, they then, all thought it was a pen. I w- I
2: wasn't on. I no, not I, Adrian, I, 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 I went. Oh, did they? Did they? Well, well, Joe jo jo Cole, jo Cole and ITV. Joe Cole on ITV said, uh, you know, any football person, which is a which is a, a comment that when you start out with, you, you know,
1: absolutely bonkers. <laughs> any football person is <laughs> so
2: condescending to begin with to his audience apart from anyway not the point uh, they all agreed that it wasn't a penalty and Stephen Kelly was the only one on the RT panel who said that he felt it wa- he said by the letter of the law it's not but I feel as if it was and I have some sympathy for that because like look yeah, I take no, the point he, he, I, I, he's, where is he going to put his hand right but think about it a different way right when Fernandes puts the ball through right if if, he, if it doesn't touch his hand Fernandes through and goal hmm this
1: is it, it's it 's a huge gray area of the law isn 't it that 's the problem mm. i think i think is it is it i don 't I don't even know the law is it law fourteen i don 't know i should know it but um, the, the law states they talk about in, in, in intent as well unnatural position and mm. things like this but i think i think they talk about intent and it still comes down to him, which is a lot of garbage because we're not seeing how many times as a player when he's stopping a shot that's two yards away from him, and he's just putting his hands out, hits his hand to give a penalty. How can that be intentional? There's no chance it can be. He's just trying to. He's just reacting to someone that's shooting. So that in that if in that respect, it should never have been given. But I, I know what Stephen's saying. I, I think this one is we've probably never really seen this type of its kind before. So it's so football. The game will always throw up this type of scenario where we've gone oh we've never seen that type of thing before but in my opinion it should never have been given but I understand what Steven's saying because mm-hmm. you know as I say it's, it's denying that goal scoring opportunity could the could the Uruguay defenders have got back into shape to try to, to block him it looked like he was going through on it but there was no way in a million years that, that the Uruguay defender could have done anything differently he, you know it wasn't unnatural he was just literally going for the challenge he was done with a lovely bit of skill uh, with a little nutmeg so how could he have done anything different? He should not. I, I'm feeling that what I'm seeing in, in the tournament, I think there's some bad decisions. And I, and I go back to the Harry Maguire incident in the Iran game. You remember the Harry Maguire incident where he was kind of rugby tackled by the Iran player? And it was a clear penalty. There's clearer penalties you're going to give. It wasn't sent for review. And then the Iran player in uh, in later on in the match that had his shirt tugged, was it stoned? I think it was. I'm not too sure whoever it was. Had, the, had his shirt tugged. And probably it was, it was definitely a way less incident or way less less of a foul than, than Maguire. But they give the penalty. And I think that Maguire set the tone for what referees are saying. I think there was maybe something that was mentioned to say, look, we can't be getting these sort of decisions wrong. We'll review everything. And uh, there's been a couple. The Ronaldo one the other night as well. Ronaldo's fallen over. There was one in the Qatar game, the Qatar match, where... You know, there was a slight touch. It was a slight touch on the calf. The guy's just fallen backwards. It's not a pen. Just mm-hmm. because there's contact in the penalty area doesn't necessarily mean it's a penalty. So I think I think there have being mistaken in the judgment now, maybe down to what was said around that Maguire penalty. And so that's what goes back to that one. I, I, I can't see it, Adrian. I, I, I don't think it's a penalty. And I don't think the referee was helped. And I don't think the referees have been helped by who's in the VAR booth because they're, they're asking the referee to review it and when you're asked to review it, you're almost, you second guess yourself and you feel as though you have to, you have to overturn the decision that, you, that you've made on the pitch. Uh,
0: just finally, Kev, before we let you go, um, Messi to Inter-Miami is being discussed and talked about potentially, whether it's after the World Cup or maybe yeah. uh, towards the summer. Uh, this would be the highlight of Messi's career, wouldn't it, being managed by, by the great Phil Neville?
1: By the great Phil Neville, I know it's gonna be. Um, There's been talk of it for a long time. I think his his family live in Miami, don't they? I think his dad and uh, or he has a place in Miami, so he's been talked about for a long time that he's going to be joining. Uh, going to be joining Miami. There's probably only three clubs that probably would have taken him, and Miami would have been one of those. So yeah, uh, I think it'd be great for the league. It will be. I just like. I'd like to have maybe seen him play. Try to win a Champions League for another two seasons. Maybe just play at that real top elite level for another couple of years in Europe before that move would have taken place. He's not young. He's got a lot of miles on the clock as well. And I think we're maybe even seeing that now. Um, I think the teammates that he's got around him at PSG is certainly helping him, helping him maybe to, to reach the level that he's been at. We, we saw it at Barcelona or even last season. He's he, it was a bit of a struggle for him at times because of the position that Barcelona were in. So, it might be a good time to go and enjoy his football for the last few years again. Um, I think there'll be less pressure on him. I think he will. Um, he will certainly be less recognisable. I think certainly playing in Miami than he will be anywhere else in the world. So, I think it, I think it'd be good for him uh, if he wants that sort of quiet lifestyle because the league is um, is very very different from uh, from anywhere else in Europe. Yeah.
2: He'd be playing alongside a former Republic of Ireland underage international. Who's that? we we thrown out to our uh, our MLS expert, the one person that we could get in the line that would know an MLS squad inside out, Chain. He's thrown you under the bus here, Kev. Oh, yeah, i, I
1: don't a great, Who's that? person Who's like, that? like
2: Kev was going to know this one off the top of his...
1: Who's a, that? A well, he... Well, he, he Gonzalo Higuain just—he—he he announced he's like retiring. No, he's not a former international.
2: Higuain, Higuain, no,
1: I'm just talking about the squad. There, the you're squad doing a Nathan Murphy on, and now you're
2: high spooling high through high information. the information. You know, which is no relevance to the yeah. answer whatsoever. Yeah,
1: Who, No, I'm asking. I, I ask you the question. Links, the links question. to the manager. Oh, his son. Yeah, Phil's son, of course.
2: Yeah, Harvey. Yeah, I should, yeah, Harvey I'm Neville. oh uh, yeah. Yeah, one appearance had he won or yeah. nineteen, something like that.
0: Kev, football yeah, football did. man Adrian it's Barry came out with this one this morning. Football man, yeah. That's,
1: football. That's you which, can which, you can read is. all you can read all the stats you
2: want, <laughs> no, uh, the ultimate <laughs> the yeah. ultimate insult. Kev, great stuff as always. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check in across
0: the next couple of days, Kev. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, Cheers, lads. Come on, good luck. Kevin Gaban there, of course, on the line live from Qatar. Uh, we'll be with Kev, of course, as I said, across the next couple of days. OTBAM. <laughs> With Gillette, in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent modes.